how a town survived Hurricane Ian without a scratch. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. In an effort to conserve water, some major California agencies have offered to cut the allocation they get from the Colorado River by almost 10%. The river system is in crisis, not only from periodic drought, but also from aridification, the drying and warming of the southwest from climate change. California's conservation offer comes months after the federal government required the seven states that rely on the river to cut two to four million acre feet to keep the system from collapsing, which could result in no water running through Hoover Dam to reach Californians. The agency's proposal would amount to 400,000 acre feet savings, or only about one-fifth of the lowest level of cuts the Bureau of Reclamation is requiring. One of the agencies participating in the offer is the Imperial Irrigation District in the Southern California Desert, which gets more water than any other entity from the river. The area grows crops on about half a million acres, supplying vegetables to grocery stores and alfalfa for animal feed. Digital currencies use huge amounts of energy. In 2020 alone, Bitcoin transactions used as much electricity as Portugal or Austria. Cryptocurrencies also use water to cool computers. New research shows that Bitcoin damages the climate even more than the beef industry and almost as much as gasoline. Bitcoin mining is a method of verifying digital currency, and it uses many computers to solve math problems with the fastest winning Bitcoins. So those with powerful computers increase their capability and also use more electricity. The study done by scientists at the University of New Mexico looked at the social cost of carbon, which estimates the economic impact of emitting CO2 into the atmosphere. They found that in the five-year period ending in 2021, for each $1 of Bitcoin market value, there was 35 cents of climate damage, a little less than crude oil for gas and a little more than beef production. What's worse, the researchers also showed how the damages to the climate from a cryptocurrency transaction are increasing and sometimes exceeding the price of each Bitcoin created. Even if the industry used a much higher proportion of renewable energy rather than fossil fuels for its electricity, there would still be large damage to the climate. According to the authors, Bitcoin is not digital gold, as proponents say, but rather more like digital crude. When Hurricane Ian made landfall on September 28th in Fort Myers, Florida, as a Category 4 storm, its ferocious winds and record-breaking surge destroyed homes and businesses, knocking out power to more than 2.6 million customers in the state. But just under 20 miles away, barely a roof shingle was out of place and homes had their lights on. The 4,600 residents of Babcock Ranch that bills itself as America's first solar-powered town rode out the storm without losing electricity or sustaining significant damage. The planned community, powered by 700,000 solar panels, was developed with a focus on sustainability and climate resiliency. Streets lined with native plants were designed to absorb stormwaters, and large retaining ponds protect houses from flooding. 
power and internet lines are buried to avoid wind damage. Babcock Ranch is the vision of former NFL player Sid Kitson, who immediately after purchasing the property sold 73,000 acres to the state of Florida for a wildlife preserve and donated 440 acres to Florida Power and Light for a solar plant, the excess energy from which is fed back into the grid for nearby communities. Residents aren't bragging. They're getting supplies to those less fortunate. And the field house at Babcock High School, which was designed to double as a storm shelter, is housing people from hard-hit areas. And finally, polyethylene is the most widely used plastic in the world, found in food wrap and shopping bags to pipes and detergent bottles. It's also abundant in our oceans and landfills, where it's slow to break down. That is, unless it comes in contact with the humble waxworm. Waxworms are moth larvae that eat wax bees use to build their honeycombs, and apparently their saliva is like polyethylene's kryptonite. Researchers in Spain made the initial discovery by accident in 2017 when one of them was collecting waxworms attacking their honeybee hive. She put the worms in a plastic bag and a bit later she noticed there were holes in it. When she and her team confirmed that the worms were indeed degrading the plastic, they weren't sure how. Most polyethylene is broken down through oxidation using high heat and UV light but they found the worm's drool was doing the job at room temperature in about an hour. Unleashing zillions of worms on the tons of plastic plaguing the planet would be problematic, the researchers say, because the critters would generate too much CO2 as they metabolize the polyethylene. So instead, they were able to produce a synthetic version of the enzymes. They hoped their discovery could be applied at scale in waste treatment plants or used to develop kits that would allow people to recycle plastic at home. That's it for this week in water. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.